So y'all can sit here and ask me all the questions y'all want to. I'm here so I won't get fined. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You go play to win. The second half, we sucked. We couldn't stop the run. Every time they got the ball, they went down and got points. We got our ass totally kicked in the second half. That's what it boiled down to. It was a horse performance in the second half. Cannot play with them. Cannot win with them. Cannot coach with them. Can't do it. Been erroneous reports. People questioning my loyalty to him. That is absurd. Next question. Next question. Next question. Next question. Next question. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. You were two and seven, you'd be in a bad mood too. What's happening, guys? Happy Wednesday and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone. The People's Dynasty Podcast on today's show. This is the final show, the culmination of the 20. 22 dynasty season we will be doing rookie running backs right here next week on this very show but uh, as always this man is no rookie he is my normal co-host you know him as the man of the hour and the man with the power jerry sinclair buddy how are you how are you enjoying the playoffs uh i would have loved them more if the lines were in it but it's been awesome so far right like everybody keeps getting punched in the face in the first half and then they 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 recover. They come back. We saw the Jaguars absolutely break the hearts of all seven Chargers fans that exist in the world. Miami had a good effort with Skyler Thompson today. They came up a little bit short. A man from my high school, the only person to ever be drafted into the NFL, Zach Sealer, got his first uh, scoop and score touchdown today. Pinkney Pirates, shout out to him. Good job there, my friend. But I'm good, man. How the hell are you? Good. Uh Wrapping up a good weekend. Um, shameless plug, it was my birthday over the weekend. My wife and son treated me very well. You uh, aged of, exquisitely for Yes, sir. I, uh, I aged like a fine wine. I, I guess that's what we'll say. Um, had a great weekend. So uh, here's a move for you. Everybody comes to the Dynasty War Zone looking for advice, right? Yeah, Let me give you a life hack. So my actual birthday was Saturday, right? And my wife and son, like earlier in the week, they were like, hey, what, what do you want to do for your birthday? I'm like, you know what? On Friday night, I want to go out to dinner and I want to go get crumble cookie for dessert. Okay. And uh, that's what I want to do. And they're like, well, why not Saturday? It's like, what's, 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 what's Saturday is your actual birthday? I'm like, eh, you know, just you know, Friday's fine. What I didn't tell them, what no one picked up on was, is I didn't want to do okay. jack and or shit on Saturday because I really just wanted to go to the gym Saturday morning. Get home Saturday afternoon and sit and watch two beautiful games of football. And and the first half of the, the Niners and Seahawks game was pretty good. It was a one-point yeah. game. And then the, the Niners just beat the dog shit out of them in the second half. And then what a weird game. So we were talking before I hit the record button on the Saturday night game between the Jags and the, the Chargers. And it was like 27 nothing. And I'm like, man, forget this shit. It's my birthday. I'm not going to – kidding me? And I, I, I'm flipping around, and I see Rocky three. And I love Rocky. I love all the Rockies. I don't know why I like Rocky three so much, but I do. So it's, it's a good movie. And uh, But I keep, I keep track of the game on my phone, right? And, and like all of a sudden, it like the, the, the movie ends, and it's like 
a one score game. I'm like, what the hell? So I watched like the last eight minutes of the game, but um, wild game, the dolphins and the, and the bills wild game. How about, how about them? Uh, how about them giants taking care of your division rival Vikings? They did. Hey, Brian, Day- listen, as much as I would love Dan Campbell to win coach of the year, it's Brian Dable. It unanimously, he has done a fantastic job there. Now, you and the lovely Mrs. Jerry do not have children yet, but uh, it's a parenting proud moment when you're watching the game with your 15-year-old, because I'm I'm old, and, and he was like, Dad, that, that win locks up Coach of the Year for Brian Dayball. And I'm like uh, like a pulp, speaking of movie references, Pulp Fiction, I'm like, well, check out the big brain on Vin. Yep, you're probably right. And it, you know what I thought was is that it locked up a, a contract, a second contract for Danny Dimes, who looked absolutely – pure gold and that will transition us to the actual fantasy and and dynasty content of this show so out of the games that you've seen because as jerry and i are recording this show the Bengals and baltimore game is going on currently cowboys and bucks to come but out of what you've seen so far who has taken a big step forward in dynasty value has anyone been like yep i'm gonna buy him or yep uh, i uh I'm going to sell him or I'm, I'm nervous. Uh, I, I think it has to be Trevor Lawrence. And, and, but I mean, that's sort of an easy answer. And he looked absolutely like the worst quarterback that has ever existed in that first half. I, I think it was like three interceptions or four interceptions or something in the first quarter. Like that was just, it was piss poor. And bro put that behind him. It, which just shows the ability that he has to just, keep his composure, do what needs to be done. It was unbelievable. And listen, we have been tooting that man's horn for a long time. We've been, you know, talking about, you know, buying the dip as much as we can. The dip is gone, right? I mean, this guy is going to be probably first round startup value going forward, even potentially higher. I wouldn't be surprised with people like, Kyler and Deshaun Watson and Dak and stuff slipping out of there and Trevor Lawrence jumping in. Dude was awesome. If he wins another game, the hype is going to be just silly stupid, though. Well, the the, the main guy I want to talk about, I'm going to save because he's one of the rookies uh, I want to bring up in the, in the buy and sell portion of the rookie awards. But, yeah, uh, as you know, I've been on Calvin Ridley for a while. Uh, in our biggest money league that we're in together, I don't know why we have uh, two teams, but that's a different story for a, a different day. I've had three people try to get my my triple stack. At least I hope it ends up staying a triple stack of Trevor Lawrence, Calvin Ridley, and Evan Ingram. I'm like, no, no, no. There, there will there will be no getting any of my triple stack because we start 12 in this league. So like, I really like a fourth of this team already going into. 2023 but i'm gonna save another guy but that uh that was a little you know playoff recap is anybody that you're selling so those are a couple of guys we're high on is there any oh can i throw in a bonus one real quick because i actually tweeted absolutely mike gasecki mike gasecki i mentioned him i I did the uh the make good show i did a a solo show a couple of weeks ago i didn't like it so i did a second one and mike gasecki so everybody wants to throw mike mcdaniel his flowers He's really cool. He plays rap music at practice. He wears Yeezys. He's super cool. He's a genius. Let me ask you a question, Jerry. This guy was such a fucking genius. Then why didn't he get Mike Gusecki more involved in this offense? Uh, I agree. I hear you. I mean, between that and, and the, the lack of establishing a true running game, 
because he's supposed to be the the Kyle Shanahan disciple, right? He's supposed to have yeah. come. Last time I checked, Kyle Shanahan does a pretty good job of running the ball. And last time I, I double double checked, Kyle Shanahan does a pretty good job of using his tight end, George Kittle. Maybe you've heard of him. He wears the goofiest he wears the goofiest helmet that I that I've seen. But if it keeps him on the field, I am one hundred and seventy five percent here for it. Uh, if you go to Player Profiler and and you search Mike Gesicki and you screenshot that. And then you go to Kyle Pitts because everybody wants to jack off Kyle Pitts. You go to Kyle Pitts and you look at their athletic measurables. Mike Gusecki's the better athlete. So I'm hoping, I don't think the Dolphins can afford to double franchise tag him. I, I'm hoping that he can wind up in a situation where they can really accentuate his athleticism and his skill as a receiver. Because if Mike McDaniel was a genius, then Durham Smythe wouldn't have had more offensive snaps this season than Mike Gusecki. Um, was there a sell for you coming out of the playoffs? Anybody that, that, that you're fading or selling? I mean, I don't think there was a glaring one. Uh, it, do, you, do you have one that just jumps out? I don't I, I don't know if the playoffs changed anything really for me. No. Um, th- I think there's another buy. I don't think you're going to get him, but if you're doing startups, I think most people will start startups right around Valentine's Day for the most part, right after the Super Bowl. Uh, I think TJ Hawkinson. Former yeah. Lion. You know, this is going to sound odd. How do you let TJ Hawkinson go and then bring in Mike Gusecki? I'd love to see Mike Gusecki in Honolulu Blue. Although I think I want Gusecki to go where there's less target competition. I, yeah, I agree. I didn't really see any cells, but I definitely think there was some opportunity and, and, and some flashes. I, I'll be I curious to see who the – that Hawk is tight end two going into next year. A hundred percent. I mean, as long as Kirk Cousins is still the QB, and and, unless they go out in the offseason, and I don't think they'll have the dough, but unless they go out and add major, major target competition, I mean, if it's still, if it's still KJ Osborne and Jalen Rager and Adam Thielen, I mean, I, I had Adam Thielen pegged for a big playoff run for the fantasy playoffs weeks 15 through 17. And uh, your boy, TJ Hawkinson, come in and uh, stole that man's mojo. Is that fair to say? That is absolutely fair to say. I uh, I, I think that says it very well. Well, listen, we're going to get into good people, bad tweets. But before we do, I forgot to promote. Um, but, you know, sometimes the show writes itself. So all I'm going to say is this. Follow us everywhere. Anywhere. Search. If you go to YouTube, Dynasty Warzone. Twitter. Dynasty Warzone, Instagram, TikTok, you name it. You search Dynasty Warzone, you'll find us, follow us, and rate and review the show. Like a video, thumbs up a, a video on YouTube. It will go a tremendous way of uh, of helping the show. Now, Jerry, this just happened uh, recently. So we have been talking about the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. We're going to do a contest. You and I, first time catching up with you. We're going to do a contest. So one of our dear, sweet patrons, um, to protect his identity, we'll just call him Joe. Joe won a patron league. Jerry, how about that? Look at him. Congrats. Put a little extra money in his pocket. Uh, So Joe has decided, he's like, hey, you know what? Here's what I want to do. I want to buy someone a a full year of the Patreon, and we have about six orphans. Because, you know, I don't care how good your leagues are ran. Our boy Neil's already going to start filling them. But we're going to give away a patron scholarship on behalf of Joe. You can see exactly what it's all about. He's using his winnings 
it's going to pay for a full year of you being in the patron group chat, and it's going to pay your dues for your orphan to come on in and help someone see what being a Dynasty Warzone patron is all about. Uh, the, 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 the DMs that I traded with this particular person were awesome, and it really made me proud of what we've created uh, as a, a group of uh, ladies and gents who love Dynasty fantasy football. So there you go, Jerry. I mean, he is less selfish than me. I mean, I, yeah. I, I, mean, like, I like to take my money, and I like to rub my league mates' faces in it. Oh, I thought you were saying you like to rub it on strippers. I'm like, Jerry, no, that's kind of weird. You're, you're married. No, you can't do that. I mean, you can, but you probably shouldn't. But I mean, I don't know. I mean, you live your life. But anyway, that that's a that's a little story. So uh, we're doing. I'm going to be doing a bonus show. I'm scheduled to do one on Wednesday. It's a contractor. Make sure you tune in. And uh, a very special guest in this contractor. But uh, Jerry, it is that time, brother. It is time for a little segment we like to call "Good People, Bad Tweets." And this one comes from the Phoenix Cardinals. And this tweet, you may have seen it doing the rounds on social media. It's at PHNX underscore Cardinals. So it's like a fan account of the Arizona Cardinals, who at one time were the Phoenix Cardinals. So anyway, and by the way, they ratioed the fuck out of this tweet. I mean, these guys were drug. And it says, if the Arizona Cardinals opt to trade DeAndre Hopkins, what package of picks makes the most sense? Is a first round pick realistic for D Hop? And um, the, so the pick packages were um, including the Bears sending the number one. Like a pick package they had for the Bears was the one, the 56, and the 65. The Packers. Could, yes. Okay. Continue. The, 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 the Packers could give up the 15, the 45, and the 78. Uh, the Patriots could give up the 14, the 46, and the 76. And someone, because I love Twitter. The uh, the the smart asses they are. They went in and like erased everything, but like anything like in the seventies and eighties. Because I, I I think I think it's fine to be a fan, and I'm trying to do a better job. I'm going to admit I'm guilty of this. I get aggravated when fans fan, right, Jerry? What's fan short for? Fanatic. Fanatic, and then that's what that's what fans are going to do. They're going to be fanatical about their team. They're going to want the most. They're going to try to get the but. This tweet is uh, is, that dude is higher up. than giraffe nuts. It's two of them actually. So so like 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 if you and I do something stupid, I would like to think at some point Jerry would proofread me and say, "Memphis, you can't you can't tweet that." Right? Hey, you tweeted that. That's dumb. Take that down. Remove that. You know, I, and, and I think sometimes these guys fail to to realize that Randy Moss went for like a fourth round pick at one time. Yeah. In, he, in his career, that that man is setting himself up to be absolutely disappointed. Because that is not going to be the return that they get for DeAndre Hopkins. I, I, it's a, it's a sad, a sad surprise for a lot of people out there. But believe it or not, the Chicago Bears are not going to trade the 101 plus for DeAndre Hopkins. Let me ask you a question. So, so we, we've bagged on these poor guys enough, and tw- trust me, the the number we did on them is nothing compared to what Twitter did to them. Good, I'm proud it, of Twitter. Then is there a non just from a from a regular fantasy or excuse me from a regular football standpoint is there a non-qb in the league that if you were the bears gm you would give that 101 up for 
So you could have anybody. It could be Nick Bosa. It could be a left tackle. It could be, is there one player in the entire NFL that you would give up the 101 for, not a quarterback? Um, I am going, like, yes, there are players probably worth it, but if you're them, no. Yeah, because you're going to get a shitload just for, for moving the pick and more so than you would just acquiring any one singular player. So I, I would say no, no. I, and, and I agree. I think the context of where they're at is going to be the ter- the determiner of why they wouldn't make the move. So Dallas, our buddy from the Rookie Rundown, if you're listening to this live on YouTube on Sunday, then Dallas will be dropping a show tomorrow with some 2023 rookie coverage. Dallas is running a mock for a lot of the patrons. I'm in it. And eventually he just broke me down. You know, he he wanted to trade me because I'm guess guess which team I'm I'm managing, Jerry. The Colts. Check out the big brain on Jerry. And of course, I'm I'm but you know, he he wanted the 104, he wanted DeForest Buckner, he wanted the 2024 first, he wanted a pony. I think he wanted a hand job. Eventually we ended up making a trade for for the content. He didn't get that hand job. But um, I just don't get why, why, if you were the Bears, why do you want expensive around 30-year-old pieces? You're, you're, you're not a couple of players away. The Minnesota Vikings are still going to be very, very good. The Packers, if Aaron Rodgers comes back and they add an offensive piece, are going to continue to be very, very good. The Lions have two first-round picks and are going to be very, very good. There's There's an argument where I think for at least a couple of years – you're still going to be last in that division. So continue to stack young guys and, and build your roster that way. And the same thing for Arizona. I don't blame you for wanting to get rid of 30-year-old DeAndre Hopkins, but you're not going to get like a bunch no. of super early picks. You, you may get someone, I, I don't know, like there's got to be a content. Like New York, the New York Giants giving up like the 76th overall pick for him. That's a good deal. If they could make the yeah. money work, that'd be a great deal. I agree. I agree. I was thinking a third in my head, so that is spot on. Perfect. And, and the one, the one tweet that I saw this weekend that I didn't lose my, I did comment on, but I didn't lose my mind. Bears fans seem to think that Cincinnati's going to trade them T. Higgins uh-huh. going into the fourth year of his rookie deal. Yeah. I'm like, I, I know that you're excited and you're a fan, and maybe we, you're no. Cincinnati is not going to trade T. Higgins, who's on a rookie deal who's got a quarterback, who's got this year and next year before his extension will kick in because he's not signed it yet, but he will. They're not going to give up T. Higgins in the middle of their Super Bowl window with it being wide open. That's that's the fan stuff that drives me crazy. I'm just going to be real honest, Jerry. That's the stuff that makes what little hair I have left want to fall out. It's just not logical. It's It's just not. they, They didn't look into it. They're just flapping their gums. It's, it's good to be excited, but, uh, uh, what Herm Edwards say? Don't hit send. If if you if before you hit send, have your partner, have your friend, have your spouse, have someone look at it, or me and Jerry may find it, and we may put you on good people, bad tweets. And that is brought to you again by our patron, Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Um, Jerry and I are going to put together a contest to help you uh, win that scholarly. Jerry, everybody wants to be on scholarship. That is. Damn true. Let That's my son's you. number one goal, is and, and I'm I'm here for it. 
is his number one goal is to get a scholarship to play sport. And has a shitload of student loan debt. Yeah, it should be the goal. That's that's what my 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 wife's like. You're doing the Lord's work helping this kid every week. But yeah, so so (laughs) so come get on scholarship. You know, get, get a chance to win a year of the patron, courtesy of Joe. If you're not watching on YouTube, you didn't see the air quotes when I said Joe. Um. So check it out. But anyway, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Uh, a lot going on. And if you have questions, you can DM me at DWZ Memphis on Twitter, or you can email the show. It's uh, dynastywarzone at gmail.com. But uh, Jerry, let's put this, let's put 2022 to bed. Last time yeah. we're going to talk about 2022. They're no longer rookies. After this podcast tonight, they're no longer rookies. When we yeah. start talking rookies from this moment going forward, we'll be talking about B. John Robinson. Kayshawn Boutte. I love that name. It's my favorite name of the rookie class, I think. You know, we're talking about guys like that. Will Levis, Bryce Young, all those type of guys. It's, it's, that's what we're going to mean. We're going to mean rookies going forward. But, Jerry, what's your overall thoughts in a, in a nutshell of this 2022 class? Did it meet expectations? Did it exceed expectations? Meet expectations? You're right in its annual performance review. What were your thoughts of the 22 class? I think it's exactly what I expected it to be. Like there's probably six or seven guys that I wanted and maybe one or two extras showed up and joined the party a little bit. And there was some relevancy there. And then just a bunch of just bleh. And I think that's exactly how it went. I mean, some of the guys that were drafted super early were the meh. And some of the guys that went late popped off and did really well. Some of the big names, Stayed big names. They did They did great things. Brees Hall, K-9. I mean, those guys showed up, showed out, helped us out. Honestly, I sort of feel the same about this upcoming class, but we're going to get into that in the future future podcast. But what about you? I, I, I feel like uh, you me, were me expectations is fair. But... This class, I mean, so I, I, would, I, I jumped on with Garrett Price. If you don't know who Garrett is, of the Dynasty Nerds, wonderful guy. He does it, it's it's um and I, I'm it's at betters and I'm drawing a blank on it and I, I tried to jump on as we do the podcast but I jumped on with him on Thursday night if you just find Garrett Price of the Dynasty Nerds in his Twitter handle he hosts a live streaming show I was his guest on Thursday and you know we were talking about this rookie class and you know they, they say that in America soccer is the sport of the future and it always will be meaning that it's never going to be the sport. It's always going to be the sport of the future. That's kind of how I feel about rookie picks. The next class is always the best class. Although there was the the talk that the 2022 class was going to be kind of down. I, I think the reason why 22 felt down, in my opinion, is you didn't get a ton of obscure guys pop off. I think we had uh, more guys fail to meet expectations. The QBs weren't great. Um, although we, we did do some talking in the Patreon group chat the other day about Kenny Pickett. Um, you know, Malik Willis is terrible. Desmond Ritter, terrible. And it's not my fault. It's just, it's just how it is. They're going to let Sam Howell be the quarterback in, in Washington. But I think by and large, the position guys, the non quarterbacks did fine, did yeah. fine. I liked what I saw, you know, it, it's pretty much wide receivers and running backs. The, the one tied end of the class, Trey McBride, uh, Bellinger, not bad. I would say all in all, I would agree with your overall assessment that this class met, except, met expectations for the most part. It was down and it and it didn't, it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't up. 
So we will jump into our guys. So same as last week, we're going to give you our surprise of the year, our bust of the year, and then we're going to give you our postseason uh, rookie buy and sell. So Jerry, I want to give you the honors. Who was your biggest surprise of the rookie class from 2022? I think it was Christian Watson. And I say that because he did it twice. I liked I liked where he got drafted. I thought he could absolutely be the guy that popped the most because of Aaron Rodgers and not a lot of competition in that offense. And for the first two months, he was an absolute pumpkin and did absolutely nothing for anybody. His very first target was the infamous drop when he had a walk-in touchdown. And then he set the world on fire and it looked like he was going to be the next Justin Jefferson. Like it was like four or five games in a row where he had like eight touchdowns and a hundred yards every single game. Dude was an absolute animal. And then he came back down to earth a little bit, which is probably water meeting its level. So I will say Watson, just because he has been streaky, like he, he has been both worlds. He has been the absolute bust of a pick and the guy that won you matchups week to week. The question is, is what the hell are you going to do with him if Aaron Rodgers is done? Because I, 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 I heard good I things about Jordan Love. I, I, no, I, 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 and, and listen, that that's fine. I, I, I'm not going to disagree, but it's a change in situation. It's like if Kirk Cousins were to leave Minnesota. Like Kirk Cousins, he likes to poop his pants in primetime games. That is That is well-documented. But if he leaves, that leaves a void for what we know Justin Jefferson to be. They have a rapport where Justin Jefferson is the animal at wide receiver in the league. And if Aaron Rodgers does that to Christian Watson, I I don't know, because maybe he, the the next quarterback, won't like him as much. It won't target him. Doesn't like him. You know, maybe he drops the first pass when he throws it to him, and then he decides, fuck that guy, never throwing it to him again. I don't know. And I don't like unknowns in the dynasty dynasty realm, but he was my biggest surprise because he did it twice. He pissed me off the first couple of months and then he saved me for a little bit, but now I don't really know what to do with him, which I, I, I actually, I actually like crystal. I think I like your surprise more than you do. I, I don't think his game is Aaron Rodgers dependent. I feel like he does a lot after the catch, which he could do with Jordan Love. And I think he's not afraid to go downfield and 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 go for the deep ball. You know, I don't think I don't think he he plays a nuanced game that requires a nuanced quarterback. Whereas, you know, I would be concerned, not overly concerned, but if Kirk Cousins were to be replaced in Minnesota and you were to get a complete unknown there, that would make me a little bit more worried about Justin Jefferson. But for a guy like Christian Watson, A, I do agree that he's a surprise, but I don't think he's as Aaron Rodgers dependent as it may feel because the competition's not fierce. I'm not scared of our boy Dubes. Our boy Robert Tanyan is going to be a free agent. So we don't know. I, I think Christian Watson's fine, and, 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 I, and I do like your call. So um, I agree, and I'm going to add a layer on top to tell you how, how much I liked your surprise. So my biggest surprise was a guy that I was not very high on going into rookie season last year. And uh, this is this goes to prove the old adage that we've used on this show forever. Um, it's been borrowed. We won't go as far as to say stolen. But draft running backs and trade for wide receivers. And that's because my guy is Tyler Algier. 
if you got him in now, you, you know, Tyler Algier was a hit. Isaiah Spiller was a miss, at least to date. But dude, Tyler Algier, rookie rushing for over a thousand yards, it's pretty, pretty good company to keep. And what I like about it is, is that Atlanta does have a decent amount of cap room. So maybe they could dabble in this upcoming free agent class. But I, I think Atlanta is going to use their off-season resources. I think they're a great destination for, for Derek Carr. I know everybody says New York Giants and the Commandos, but the the Falcons just make sense. You play in a dome eight, nine times a year. I think he's a dome guy. Uh, you know, he's gonna get he's gonna get to steer where he goes. And if the Falcons end up using their discretionary picks and, and money to go after a big name quarterback or, or to fix that defense, which is terrible, then Tyler Algier is going to be spared. And I don't think there's a whole lot of guys out there that I don't think Tyler Algier could at least keep a share of this backfield. Arthur Smith's there. He He's the one who brought him on down the stretch. So for me, I was stunned by how he played. I am going to give a small surprise of a different type to his teammate, Drake London. I was a Drake London uh, unapologetic hater going into the season, and it was mostly around his health. To that guy's credit, played every single stinking game. Didn't necessarily set the scoreboard on fire, but his quarterback play was not great. And I'm excited to see what this young offense, you know, we talk about a lot about young offenses like, like Pittsburgh. You know, in, in Atlanta, if they were to get a Derek Carr or a Jimmy Garoppolo, you'd be looking at year three of Kyle Pitts, year two of Drake London, year two of Tyler Algier, you know, that's that's not a bad little mix there in Atlanta. So that's why I like Algier. He's, he's someone I'm looking to add. Jerry, what are your thoughts on uh, my two Falcons? And then when you get done, you can just roll right into your uh, your bust of the year. Uh, Tyler Algier definitely was a surprise. Just because we were doing the show a couple weeks ago and you had mentioned how he got to a thousand yards. And I was flabbergasted because I couldn't believe that he actually had I. He, he was the dude that sort of showed up out of this class. You know, we sort of thought Damian Pierce was going to have a role, even though he was one of those later round guys. But as the as the offseason started to creep forward, we started to realize he was going to get the opportunity. That was never really the case with Algier until it happened. And bro took it, ran with it, did an awesome job. And unfortunately, I did a bunch of trading later picks last year because I didn't love that class. And so I don't have tons of him either. Um, he's a good sell. He's a good hold. He's really anything you want to do. He's probably not that expensive of a buy either. He is really one of those guys that you can get thrown into just about any trade imaginable in whatever strategy you need to employ him in. Um, as far as my bus goes, feels a little dirty, Randall. That's what I will say about this one. It's Jameson Williams. Bro had one catch. Bro had one rush. They were explosive runs and and reception. The the his first reception being the 41-yard touchdown. He played in six games. He had one catch. What 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 more do I gotta say? I mean, bro can look as good as he wants in warm-ups and in your highlight reel and not catching the ball. Now he had one called back on a holding. Don't get me wrong. So I mean, we've seen it, but he's not getting tons of targets. I mean, two or three a game. Amon Ross St. Brown is superior 
and has. Well, I think there's your problem. I think there's your problem is that everybody just expect Jamison Williams to come in here and take Amon Ra St. Brown's lunch money, and Amon Ra's like not so fast, my friend. Plus, I'm gonna give your Lions credit; they're doing a really good job of being very smart with with how they're building and nurturing this team. A lot of poorly ran organizations, Jerry. I mean, I'm, and I'm again, I'm being very complimentary of your lines. They would have rushed that kid back, especially when they were in the middle of that winning streak that got them back in playoff contention. After was it a one and five, one and six start? Yeah, something one like that. I mean, so so again, kudos to the organization. I, I think this is going to be an offense outside of Amon Ra that I really want. Like when you're doing dynasty best ball. You know, Dynasty Best Ball is becoming a growing format, and I just don't want to have to, you know, if you have Amon Ra, cool. I don't know that I love him as what's going to be his ADP, although he has done it two years in a row. Would you agree that, yes, Jamison disappointed, but it's only year one and there's uh, there's nowhere to go but up? Yeah, well, that is – You can't fall off the floor. No, you really can't. I've tried. What I'm not going to do is, you know, sell the man off and assume he's – you know, nothing. But to say that this year wasn't disappointing, it would have been one thing if he didn't play games and he, you know, but he was in six games. You mean like an entire redshirt year? Yes, but he played six games and had one reception, which is not not great. But it that could absolutely be scheme-wise too, that they know he is susceptible to injury. They want him when we make a run because they are going to try and make a run. Hopefully they can hold on to Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator, but so I, I get it. I'm I'm not if I can buy Jameson, oh yeah, I'm absolutely buying Jameson. But this year, woo, if you had to rely on him, you you drafted him at 105 or 107 or wherever you got him, and you thought you were gonna plug that boy into your flex. No. No, you uh ended up disappointed, my friends. All right. Well, I'll I'll roll into my bustomatic, if you will. Um, it would be too easy, Jerry. It would be unfair, it'd be low-hanging fruit to kick the corpse of the uh, ultra chubby Traylon Burks battled injury came into, I don't know how a grown ass man develops asthma quite possible, I suppose, but that would be way too easy. Even though um, I don't want to rough fantasy pros up too much because a lot of people did like Traylon Burks. They had him as their wide receiver too in their initial rookie rankings. Fine. I was never a Burks guy, but, but the guy who deserves a lot more public shaming, than than Traylon Burks is Sky Moore, yeah, you know. It, 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 I guess he's as close to the Clyde Edwards Elaire of you know running backs. You know he is to the wide receiver because why Jerry? Why why were people high on Clyde Edwards? Draft capital in Kansas City. And what does Sky Moore have in common with Clyde Edwards Elaire? Second round pick, Kansas City. There you go. You you answer my questions because you are paying attention. I mean, not a great year. He had 22 receptions for 250 yards. He had 33 receptions. And so I don't know that he did. fumbled every punt and kick return that he had for a while and ended up losing the job. And it's not to say that maybe he's a buy. You know, if he, if maybe. he's a throw if he's a throwaway, if someone is so disgusted with Sky Moore, uh, because I will say this, if you're looking for a silver lining with Sky Moore, is that you can look at what the, the Chiefs have tried to do with Clyde Edwards-Alaire. They have tried. They have tried and tried and tried to give this guy opportunities 
to be successful in this offense, and they just they just couldn't make it happen. They 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 just couldn't make it happen with Clyde Edwards. I think he's mostly done. I think he'll be like a like a I think Jerick McKinnon. I think there's exactly what everybody was hoping Clyde Edwards Elaire's career was going to look like in Kansas City. I think you can get the situation right, but the, the it's not always the right player. Right spot, right upside, but if the player's not ready, the player's not ready, Jerry. Yeah, and it's it's a, at least Clyde Edwards Hilaire had a season where he was like RB12. I I can't foresee that for Sky Moore, but I mean it's it's worth taking a shot because he is on Kansas City. He is very young. And if you're going to trade for him, the dude is not going to cost you anything. There yeah, are I, people that are going to be throwing him away. So if you want if you have a spot to stash him, by all means, I, I'm not gonna so, so, yes. that. Especially if you have like a two year a two year taxi. Yeah, it's going to cost you nothing. So if you're trying to perpetrate a trade right now in any of your leagues, and you should be, now's a great time to keep your league spicy a little bit here in the uh, the dynasty war zone. Uh, we we have leagues that are. Uh, I just got some trade offers today, as a matter of fact. But if you're sending a trade offer, you owe it to yourself to look at that other team's roster just to see if they have like a Skymore type guy on there. Uh, we won't mention him too much, but like a Romeo Dubes. You know, a Wandale Robinson, he 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 may not be as cheap as Zamir White if Josh J. I mean, all these guys that like that little fringe, they may think it's a throw-in, but you're just trying to buy upside. That's all you're trying to do when you get those type of guys like a Sky Moore. But uh Jerry, speaking of buys and sells, who are you selling from this class? Who are you uh trying to get out of before the value goes down a bit? Brian Robinson. Brian Robinson just wasn't good this year. He got a ton of touches, and you want touches. That is the key to this game is opportunity, baby. But he was just not efficient. I mean, he got over 20 carries in damn near half of his games, and he cracked 100 yards in like one. And he only scored three touchdowns total on the year. There is nothing that suggests that is going to be a situation that is conducive to long-term success for your dynasty roster. So I'm good. Now he did get shot and he came back from it quickly, but it did not seem like that was detrimental to his game in any, any way, shape or form. Maybe it was, maybe it was, and maybe that's what caused him to be less efficient, but there was nothing about what I saw from him that suggested anything good. Like I'll, I'll take Jamal Williams and he's like, 28 years old or 29, not very sexy, just, and he's going to get a ton of touchdown regression too, but I'll take that over 22 year old Brian Robinson, just because I do not foresee him being a force in this league, maybe past about week eight next year. Well, a couple, a couple of three things for you as it relates to Brian Robinson, a, the, my biggest that I can recall top of my head was one of those um like tingling moments that like gets the hair on the back of your neck standing up was when he made his season debut to 50 cents many men yeah. you've never heard that song uh, or just search Brian Robinson many men on YouTube uh, it will literally listen to the lyrics of the song and, and it will make the hair on the back of your of, of your neck stand up the other the other thing I have around Washington the Commandos Brian Robinson Antonio Gibson is earlier this weekend head coach Ron Rivera relieved offensive coordinator Scott Turner of his duties. So there's a variable that something's going to change. 
something's going to change in Washington. And if the new OC comes in, and what if that OC runs a, a scheme that's more conducive to the game that Antonio Gibson plays? You know, Antonio Gibson, memory serves me correctly, will be going into a contract year next year. So um, I, I think that's a good sell. I think there's a good opportunity to get out from under. You probably got him for a late second, early third. And now's a great time to go shopping. And can, can you add a fourth to Brian Robinson and move up to an early second, especially in a super flex and, and tight end premium league? Uh, I would definitely, definitely make that move. So I'm, I'm going to move on to my cell, and, and my cell is uh, Damian Pierce. Now, he did you no favors. Uh, I almost went Rashad White, but I'm going to go Damian Pierce because he was having a much better season when he got the high ankle sprain. You know, Houston's going to have the draft capital, and I know they have two first-round picks. They have their own, which is the second overall, and they have Cleveland's, which is right around like 12-13. It might be a, big, a bit high, but Jerry, did, did you know they have an attendance problem in Houston? I, I could have guessed they did. Yes, yeah, shocker. It's funny how that when, you, when you're fucking terrible, people don't tend to come watch your games. It's, it's, uh, it's weird. Wild. Um, especially when you don't have like a long history like the Cowboys. Like Even if the Cowboys are bad, people are showing up. Yeah. Jerry, there's this university in Texas. As a matter of fact, it's called the University of Texas. They have a, a young star that uh, the, the offense might decide to draft a little early. Can, can I interest you or have you heard of this young man? His name's Bijan Robinson. Yeah, he would uh, he would not do a lot of good things to Damian Pierce's value. I mean, if because remember, people were like, "Well, you know, Houston might want to get a wide receiver." Well, Houston has oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank. I, I like him a lot. The guy from Alabama who had leukemia, John Mitchie. Thank you, Mister Mitchie. And so they they have him. They have Nico Collins. They'll, they'll have second round picks. You know, if I'm Houston, if I'm the Nick Casario, if I'm the GM of the, the Houston Texans, and I need to make a splash in the state of Texas. You know, I'm hoping C.J. Stroud comes out and declares for the NFL draft. I think I draft him at two, and then I re reach. You know, did the Jets reach when they took Brees Hall? You know, not really. Did, did the – I guess if you watch Saturday night's football game, I guess it's a little bit – it's a, it's easy to have revisionist history, but did the – the Jacksonville Jaguars reach on Travis Etienne because it sure as shit felt worth it on Saturday night when he went fourth and one and and got them in field goal field goal range. That was that was something else. So I, I would do that. I think it creates a buzz around around the offense. It's an offensive league. You know, we've seen the popularity of guys like Saquon Barkley. We've seen the success of guys like Brees Hall, Jonathan Taylor. So for me, all those reasons, and and it doesn't have to just be. It doesn't have to just be Bijan Robinson. It could be a free agent, loaded running back free agent class, and wasn't a great pass catcher. But I think you could sell that early season success. You probably got him for a third or a fourth. You could easily get moved up to a second in what's going to be a good rookie running back class. So that's why Damian Pierce is my uh, my sell, Jerry. Uh, tell me your any thoughts you have on Pierce, and then uh, give us your uh, your buy guy. I actually sort of thought you were going to take Pierce, which is why I picked Brian Robinson. They're both sort of the same for me, so I am with you on both of those guys. They are in situations that can just dramatically alter their dynasty futures 
you have to dodge free agency. You have to dodge the draft. And that's just something I have no desire to deal with, with people that are going into their second year. That's just no, thank you. I'm good. You said that talked about your hair earlier. I am lucky enough to still have mine. I would like to keep it and not stress out further. And that's why I'm not going to invest in running backs like this. My buy is James Cook. And it's, and it's, sorry, sucker. And it's unfortunate. This is what you get for setting me up first. The problem is, is we were pretty damn high on James Cook. Probably too high for this season. He, he was, he showed definitely that he can hang in the league and he had some really nice games, but the, the, the stats didn't equate to where people like myself and you were taking him. That said, if you were not somebody like me and you could go out and acquire him right now, I absolutely would because he looks like he's going to be the future of that offense. And believe it or not, the Buffalo bills, Randall going to shock you with this one fucking phenomenal offense. And the defenses are never, ever going to pay attention to James Cook, first and foremost, because Josh Allen exists. And I will take that situation every single day. Good pass catcher. Really, I mean, I think he almost had six yards of carry, 5.7. I just had it. I mean, he, he looked good when given the opportunities. And the thing about Devin Singletary, not that great. As a person who was trying to defend my redraft championship with Devin Singletary as my RB2, believe it or not, that didn't work because he ain't that good. So I will take James Cook. That is an an easy buy for me this offseason. The only thing is the person that has him may have drafted them pretty early in the rookie draft like somebody like me did, and it may be harder to acquire, but dude is on an upward trajectory, and that is the exact person I'm trying to buy, especially – once that rookie fever starts to heat up and James Cook is just not one of those new hotnesses, because there's there's going to be some, like Zach Charbonnet or something or like Tank Bigsby, like they're going to run a fast 40 or something or they're going to bench a shitload and everyone in the community's nipples are just going to get diamond rock hard. And I'll just thank you. I'll take James Cook. You can have my 107. Enjoy that. Goodbye. Oh, you're killing me, Smalls. You know, I, I love you, but this is how you know we've been doing this together for so long. It does not surprise me that you picked James Cook. I, I think it's a tremendous selection, and I agree with everything you said. And, and and here's the vote of confidence I need. As the season wore on, as the games meant more, you saw more James Cook. And, I, 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 I again, I love the fact that they brought him along slowly. There was not this rush to make him immediately surplant. Devin Singletary, who is a who is a free agent at the end of this season. Now, that doesn't mean that they won't bring him back on a team-friendly deal. Uh, they did trade for Naheem Hines, who is on a, a second contract already. Uh, but I, I, those are some of the reasons why I like James Cook. And, and But the buying window is closing and closing and closing. Right now, while everybody's focused on the games at hand, you might be able to sneak in and scoop him up in a dynasty league. But if he has a blow-up monster in these playoffs, he's going to be higher than draft nuts in terms of, of, of price in, in these leagues. So, Jerry, I, I think you hit one. Look, I, I missed the biggest thing that I meant sure, to say. Sure, sure, Devin Singletary is also a free agent at the end of this offseason. So the, there's a chance they sign him. Don't get me wrong. But 
if they don't, and they just invested a second round pick in James Cook, and they have been giving him a growing opportunity throughout the season, that is just a sign of wonderful things to come. And even if you don't believe in James Cook, with Devin Singletary out of the picture, his value is going to increase regardless, and you'll be able to profit. Randy, your buy. Sorry, sir. No, sir. That's the, that's a chef's kiss. So I'm going to give you one, and I'm. This is a guy that really also came on late. Uh, I, I like the resurgence I'm starting to see at the tight end position, and I tweeted this out a couple of weeks ago. So why why not go ahead and reiterate it here on the show? Man, go out and see what the the, the price is on Jelani Woods. And I'll throw in Jake Ferguson with the Cowboys. Dalton Schultz, Schultz going to be a tight end free agent at the end of the season. And uh, if for some reason Dallas can't afford to bring him back, which Dallas per usual is cash strapped, so they probably won't. But I want to talk more about, about Jelani Woods. Um, high third round pick. He was the, uh, let's see here, he's like the 72nd pick. 71st pick of his draft class, and he started to, to come on at, at the end of the season, um, was 26th in, in tight end air yards, and, and didn't, didn't play a ton of snaps. I can tell you as a Colts fan, they need a second option. I don't think that Mo Alley-Cox is ever going to be a threat, and the dude is a monster. I'm sitting here looking at his player card on playerprofiler.com. He's six foot seven. 252 pounds. He has 34 and a half inch arms. And then you look at his, his measurables across the board. Speed, 4.6. That's the 89th percentile. Speed score, 94th percentile. Burst score, 94th percentile. Agility score, 82nd percentile. Catch radius, 98th percentile. You're talking about an amazing athlete. Is he Mike Gusecki? No. Is he, is he, Kyle Pitts, no. But does he have a lot of tools and a lot of ability? And we know tight ends take a while to develop. So given the offense, given you know the Colts are more than likely going to get a young QB, who's a young QB's friend? The tight end. So if I told Jerry, if I told you next year that obviously Michael Pittman, who had 99 catches this year, 120-some-odd targets, if I told you Jelani Woods next year was the Colts' second leader in targets and receptions and touchdowns on this team, would you be shocked? I wouldn't even be slightly surprised. So, Jerry, you and I are in a league together where we it's tight end premium and you must start to. Guess what I'm going to go throw an offer on as soon as we get done with this podcast? If you well, beat me to it, I'll call you a son of a bitch. I, I wish I had him then. All right. Well, Jerry, those are some buys and sells. And there you go. So next week, I'm going to work on getting us a guest so we can talk about the 2023 rookies because Jelani Woods and Tyler Algier and Drake Lund, they're not rookies anymore. They're vets. When we're talking rookies from this moment going forward, we're talking about Bijan Robinson, Kayshawn Butte, Will Levis, Bryce Young, uh, and so many more, Jerry. I'm excited. I, we need some. We need some more. We need. We need some more guys to declare. We need. We need Jordan. We need Jordan Addison to declare. We need C.J. Stroud to declare. There's still a handful of guys out there. Can they all have a sex party? Allegedly, like Keyshawn Butte. That was. That's that's really fucked. I said allegedly, Jerry. I'm not trying to get I know, sued. I know, but it's it's gonna piss me off if if Stroud and Addison don't don't join it. You know, it, it's like when Etn went back. Like I was ready for ETN to come out and I was so excited for it. And then he came back and it's just, 
It's disappointing, damn it. Because I well, the want problem my teams is, to get is that better now I don't want to wait for my teams with, to get better. With it, with the NIL deals in Ohio State, we may be asking, asking CJ Stroud to take a pay cut. That's true. And and if and and how many teams could CJ Stroud go to in the league where he has better wide receivers than he had this year at Ohio State, and he didn't even have Jackson Smith and Jigba the entire year. That's true. So. It's going to be great, man. Um, I do want to give a shout out to my boy John Sheps and the guys over at the Toilets to Titles podcast. So last Tuesday night, because Jerry and I recorded on Sunday to get you know get it, make it work with Jerry's schedule and my schedule, I was able to jump on with those guys. And to my knowledge, unless someone knows something I don't, it was the first Dynasty mock draft startup show that included rookies. And the first rookie off the board uh, that I took was Jordan Addison. I ended up with Zach Evans on a team. We talked about Jalen Hyatt. We talked about a lot of these young guys. So if you want to know where myself, John Sheps, John Labe, uh, and the Toilets, the Titles guys rank these rookies in amongst their veteran counterparts, it's super flex too, guys. So you can see where the, the rookie quarterbacks went in a super flex. Head over to Toilets of Titles. Check that out, Jerry. It was a lot of fun. I feel like I'm uh, I'm like half a step ahead of you right now on rookies. See, you say that, but I thought we were talking rookies today. So I actually did a ton of research today to, to have a conversation. Nobody said I'm good at this. Well, so. well, Jer- well Jerry, I tell you, um, our boy, our boy, uh, Mr. Dallas Hyder, he's also got some rookie some rookie stuff going on. So if you're watching live on YouTube tomorrow morning, like as soon as I get done with this podcast with Jerry, I'm going to upload the rookie rundown for Monday's podcast. But if you're listening on podcast from this past Sunday and you're listening on Wednesday or Thursday, go back into the Dynasty Warzone feed. And first of all, subscribe because you wouldn't have missed it if you were subscribed, but subscribe and then download Monday's show with Mr. Dallas Hyder talking about the 2023 rookie class, Jerry. It's upon us, buddy. It's good times. We're going to be, but to give us a break and to give you a break, Jerry and I, we're going to pivot back and forth between startup content, buys and sells, rookies. And we're going to talk about free agents. Literally, I've written out show topics from now through the end of May and uh, a lot of good stuff going on. We're going to wrap this thing up. I do want to remind you of the patron. We're going to give you a chance next week to win a Patreon scholarship for a year, along with an orphan. Not only do you get a year of the content, not only do you get um, a year of hanging out in the group chat, but you get an orphan. All prices paid, courtesy of quotation marks, Joe. And uh, we're, we're going to get you. We're going to get you all fixed up. But that's Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. And then everywhere else, all the socials, including YouTube. Just search Dynasty Warzone. Subscribe everywhere. If you would leave us a five-star review, I know I would appreciate it. Jerry, would you appreciate it? I would absolutely appreciate it. See, Jerry would absolutely appreciate it. Why why wouldn't he appreciate it? Because we appreciate you listening. And if you're new here, thank you. Um, But we're going to have a lot of good stuff for you. But, Jerry, as we're recording this, it is halftime of the Bengals-Baltimore game. It's a close game. So maybe we want to go watch football. We've talked about football. Let's go watch some football. We'll be back here next week talking rookies, and we're going to talk rookie running backs. Can't wait. So on behalf of that man, he is the man of the hour and the man with the power. You can follow him at Jerry Sin DWZ. You can follow me at DWZ Memphis. And remember, here at the Dynasty War Zone, we 
are just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. See you back here real soon. Thank you, guys. Can't wait. Can't wait for rookies. We all love rookies. Hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name is Zach Camps. Uh, if I'm not golfing or slinging my hands a monster, I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what, well, let's just say there's writer downers for days in the Patreon. As a member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one advice, personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say my favorite part about the Depth of Patreon is the uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds. Tons of fun. The fire in there is amazing. Great platform to post trade questions, debate rookie values, share insight, interact with some cool people from across the globe. You know, shout out to those guys in Australia. They're blowing my phone up all the time. You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more, win those championships, pause the podcast right now, sign up, and you can thank me later in the group chat. When we add up all those inches, That's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. We won a game yesterday. And if we win one today, that's two in a row. We win one tomorrow, that's called a winning streak.